when I had my first child, nobody tells you what's going to happen. Nobody, nobody prepares you for that. And All you see is Instagram photos of other new moms going, oh, my whole heart. Oh, this is love. You're listening to the Hot Moms Lifestyle Podcast. If you're looking for easy listening, you're in the wrong place. But you want to put in the work to change your life for the better, laugh a little bit, and learn a lot about yourself. Get ready. This ain't no basic podcast. Here she is to give you all the tools you need to feel empowered, sexy, healthy, and informed. This is Casey Ship. Casey Ship here, creator of Hot Moms Lifestyle with a Z.com. I help women turn their struggles into massive success, getting anything they want in life through getting healthy and fit AF. I'm gonna go over a really fun thing today. This is really good for the new moms. This is gonna be, I'm gonna go over my professional mom blog. I created it uh, in 2015 after I had my first kid. And for those of you that don't know, so I'm a fitness model, I'm an intuitive, but my story is pretty incredible what I what I was able to do. And I have all of that free training for you of how I healed my autoimmune disease, increase, I have to be careful with Facebook, how I increase my broccoli, bread, paper stacks do you feel me doing way less so i came from the old school you know eat broccoli tilapia chicken carbs are bad do a lot of cardio train an hour a day in the gym live off caffeine that killed me so i I found a way to balance and heal my hormones and a lot of my old trauma energy because what that what it was was i deep down I didn't feel good enough, right? So I just always felt like success wasn't for me. It was just harder for me. Other girls could have it, but there were, you know, it was just harder for me. Everything I had, I struggled for. There was a belief in me that was everything worth anything has to be toil, 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 has to be hard, has to, you know, the harder you go, the success you're going to have. All that's just totally false. But when I had my first child, nobody tells you, nobody tells you what's going to happen. Nobody, nobody prepares you for that. And all you see is Instagram photos of other new moms going, oh, my whole heart. Oh, this is love. This is, this is what it is. And I'm sitting there like with postpartum depression about to nut up, hated breastfeeding. I felt like a horrible mom. So I have a lot of that inside of my hot moms community. Um, I work with just goal-oriented high-level women, right? So I'm going to go over a professional mom blog that I wrote back then. And this is for the new moms out there, okay? This is how my kids, they're now, let's see, they're now four and five. They haven't been to the doctor for a sick visit either. So there's something there. Um, And I was able to build a multi-multi-six-figure online company, okay, because I wanted to be around my kids. I didn't want to be a slave to my job. And I was able to retire my husband, able to move here to South Florida, where it's just tropical and beautiful weather, something that I've always wanted to do, but I did it through my hardest times ever. I learned how to not be consumed by motherhood because I've, I've heard things that say, good mom won't have anything. If you're a good mom, you won't buy fancy clothes. Or if you're a really good mom, you just won't have anything. If you're a good mom, you know, you don't care what your body looks like. And I, I don't believe in that. I believe in success in all areas. I believe if you, if you want to be a good mom, a good mom's a happy mom, right? You feel me? Like a good mom is a happy mom. Plus I do energy work. So I'm an intuitive. And what that means is we go in and I teach you how to unlock the blocks, right? So if you have an eating disorder or you feel like you always work, 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 but you never get anywhere, no matter how much cardio you do or work you do around getting fit, it's just the results are never there. 
or maybe you're you're wanting to just level up and you just you don't know what you're missing. So that's that's the kind of lady that I help. So okay, let me get into it. Do you remember what it was like after your first born, the feeling of fear trying to survive and not sure that you can make it through the day? When you put them down at night wondering how are you going to do it again? Like you don't know how you're going to do it all over again. Crying in the fetal position locked in the laundry room. Sound like you? Because that was me. Totally me. Then the second or third month rolls around and things start to transition into, hey, I think I can do this. Still not sure if you really feel all the love that you see all the new moms posting about on Facebook. And you start hearing about other babies sleeping all night and think, how is that even possible? And what am I doing wrong? I didn't have anything figured out until about eight weeks with my first. I found a system that works and I stuck with it. It takes diligence and discipline on your part. The kids thrive on schedules. So it's good for everyone. And hey, if you can get on this routine, you can enjoy it up and until they're toddlers. And it's true. My five-year-old is still somewhat on this schedule. If you're a goal-oriented woman, if you're a professional woman, you have a lot of plates spinning, okay? And you have these out there goals. Those women have to learn this system or else their adrenals are going to fail out. Their thyroid's going to fail out. Their no, their no libido is going to affect their relationships. A nightmare. Not to mention what it does to our bodies. This says, what if you had a night to yourself every day from 7.30 until the next morning at 7.30? You would probably enjoy taking care of them a little bit more. I know I do. Okay, so what I do here, I'm going into the products that you need if you're a new mom. This is specifically off Moms on Call. Whoop, whoop, I need to be an ambassador for them, I'm just saying. The Moms on Call is a book you can download on a Kindle. I don't even know, do they have paperback? Maybe. I did it. I did a Kindle because when I had my first kid, I was like, where's the guide for this, right? Like, where's the guide I need a guide. I'm good at following plans. Somebody tell me what to do. So Moms on Call is just that. And get the Moms on Call, uh, newborn to three, six months, whatever. Anyway, so the Miracle Swaddle. The Miracle Swaddle is different because most swaddles, you it's like just a long blanket and you like fold them up like a burrito. Well, this one is, it looks kind of bad. It, it looks like a straight jacket. Okay, it looks like a straight jacket. And you put their, you put the baby in, you tuck their feet in and you put their little arms. And so it like holds their arms down because as newborns, what happens is they're so used to, you know, being in the womb with their little, their little hands like this, right? And if they're sleeping in their hands, it can wake them up and startle them. So this keeps, and they can break out of the swaddle. Because, so the swaddle is is there trying to mimic the womb, holding them really tight and safe and secure. My first loved it. My second, he liked it for just a little while, but he was so hot natured. He slept just fine without one. Get the Miracle Swaddle, and then you can get the Muslin Swaddle Pack. It's the big pieces of fabric. Then you can wrap them in that as well, especially in the winter months. If you're in like a, a cold climate, it's going to get colder at night and you just want them to stay really, really warm. Not too hot. You'll know. They'll be just crying for no reason. If you know you fed them and you know they're they're clean, if they're crying for no reason, they probably are hot natured. But if not, if they, you'll know that if they love it, like mine, he would, I would wrap him up and he would kind of be fighting, this, fighting me. But then when I would wrap him up, he'd be like, and just sit there and blink. Like it's so cute. It's so cute. Anyway, so get that. And then the white noise machine, it's there. You have to turn it on so loud that you can hear it on the outside of the door. My dad hates this thing, but this will help a ton of stuff. Like my toddler still sleeps with it. It helps their REM sleep, but most importantly too, they're startled, okay, very easily. So if you want to have a party downstairs or you want to just be loud or the dogs are barking, they're not going to get, they're not going to wake up, okay? So the white noise machine's there. Um, there's the mom's on call, zero to six months. And then here's the deal. This is the bedtime routine that I followed. This is just from Moms on Call. I do a bath at 6.30. And when it comes to the bathtub, I don't use the newborn bath like container thingies. 
what worked for me the best because I wanted my baby to be really used to water. I got the little mat from like Walmart. They're little mats that go in the bathtub. They're they're pretty soft. I think it had like a whale or something. And so I put that in the bottom of our tub and I just laid him on it. Even as a newborn, after the little belly button falls off, of course, or even if you can still just kind of get some water around them so they're still warm. You know, if you're going to wash their hair first, make sure you keep putting some water on their head just to keep them warm, right? But if you want to do their body first, lay them there. They can't roll over. They're safe. You're not going to fill the water up, of course, and drown them. Not like it might like that. But the bath helped me because it was just easy. So I'd lay him there and get his, you know, just rinse him off and wash him. He loves the water. So that's how we did bath time. We didn't have the bathtub thing. Uh, we didn't have anything in the sink. I did bathe him in the sink for a while after he could sit up at six months or so but, or however, whenever they sit up. But he did take a bath a lot in there in the bathtub with just a little mat. So that's kind of a trick. Oh, there was another thing when they were little bitty. There's something that goes in the bathtub on that on the, my blog. It says I place him in a bouncy while I get the water ready. So, you know, those things, the little like, what are they called? Not bassinets, but they're like a little bouncy chair. You put on the floor, you can, they're, they're portable. So I would take that, I'd put them in that. This little chair here is for the bathtub and it holds them securely and the water goes out of it. So I actually did that first, but I put them in the bath, place the towel in the bouncy. Yep. When he's in the bathtub, I put the towel in the bouncy. So when he, I get him out, I put him right in the bouncy. The towel's there. I wrap him up, right? Because I didn't want bath time to be really traumatic. Now, the only time I did want them to cry was if they had any extra energy. You know, when they're little bitty, if they do just wail at bath time, that's actually not a terrible thing. You just tell them they're safe and hold them, but it gets energy out and they'll sleep better. Thanks, Michelle. Um, okay, going back to the bedtime routine. So 6.30, I did a bottle at 7 um, and then bed right at 7.30. And now you can't just sit there and look at them like try to avoid just riling them up, you know, hey, da, 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 da. everything's just almost very low key, right? You don't want their crib to have a bunch of crap in it. You don't want it to be real loud and, and things that visually stimulate them. It's just very, that's bedtime, okay? When it, he hit the six month mark, he started to, he started teething and he digressed a little bit, which is totally normal. Actually, too, when they start teething, depending on your kid, some of them will get congested, okay? And for that, I noticed they had a wedge at Walmart, actually, that you can lay in their bed. It, like, props them up a little bit or let them sleep in the swing if you want to or just buy you in the middle propped up. I just don't recommend them sleeping with you because it's a really hard, bad habit to break. It's a really bad habit, hard to break. You need to get your relationship. You and your husband need your relationship. That's, like, most important, Okay. So the baby is the baby. It's not when the baby comes, y'all start living for them and the baby runs the show. Okay. You still come first, your husband and then the kid. Got it? Because if you don't follow that, that's when you'll start having problems. It says, I didn't have to do a lot of cry it out method, um, which was a good thing. I would go in if it was three minutes or longer. And that's what they tell you. Like if they start to cry when they, when you walk away, you can always tell your baby too, like you're safe, you're safe, you're safe. And just have a moment. You're safe, you're safe, you're safe. But if they cried out, you always want to, you know, make sure they're obviously fed, that they're clean and they're not hot, right? Because you, you don't know if you'll have a hot-natured baby right out the gate. But it says don't make eye contact, okay? Go in there and wiggle their passy and then leave. Do not talk at them, okay? And it says I just look at the I look at the stomach. If they're looking at you, just look at their stomach. Don't make eye contact. It says maybe I fed him one time out of all the months. But you'll know. Follow your, follow your intuition, right? The only time that sleep was an issue, if he, if he was sick, like when he had the congestion, it said teething at six months, and that felt like I had him had to sleep train him again for three to five days. Other than that, he follows the 730 to 730 schedule. Even if we're out at friends, I have a pack and play, 
and an app on my phone for the white noise. We bathe, we don't stimulate, we put him in the sleep sack and all lights off and then he's out. And then the sleep sack is what we transition to. It's so cute. Oh my God, from the swaddle. So when they break out of the swaddle and that doesn't take long, you can get sleep sacks. Once again, this is if you're in a cold climate and your baby's he likes to be bundled. Mine that liked all this, he still likes weighted blankets. My other one, hot natured, doesn't want it, okay? Sleep sacks, yep, just get a sleep sack. They're adorable, they zip up, their arms stay out, but it keeps them extra warm because they can't sleep with blankets, you know what I mean? They're not gonna like reach down and pull up the blanket. So the sleep sack was a great thing for me. I also had the things around the crib inside, not bumpers. Bumpers were a little bit later because I was just very paranoid about the strings in there. So they have these things, they're mesh nets that you can put inside of the crib that's that's pretty, I think that's what I used. There's that. So after we swallow him, when he moved to the sleep sack, I noticed he would wake without the sleep sack. <laughs> so he would take it off. I also bottle fed after four weeks. Okay, yeah, yeah, because mine, he was not... My milk, he was a starving baby. I couldn't feed him enough. And personally, I could not stand not knowing how much he ate. Could not stand it because in the book, it's like, make sure they get four to six ounces. I'm like, I don't know what he's getting. And I understand, oh, you know, when they're full. But I just, with everything I had going on, I hated breastfeeding. I hated the way it felt. I hated the time that it took that I didn't have any help. I hated how nasty it was. Like, seriously, this boob would be leaking when this one would be, when I would nurse, I constantly had to keep pads in there. I remember it just like, just would leak. And then like, if I wanted to do it, you know, with my husband, it was like, I had to wear a bra because they would, they would leak. Like, it's just, I don't like it at all. It's another job. And people that say that it's easier than cleaning up bottles. I don't even understand that train of thought. I don't think I'm like them at all. Um, I'd rather put bottles in the dishwasher any day and go on about my business and have somebody else feed my baby. But anyway, once I learned that he couldn't do dairy, I had to put him on a certain type of formula. It was like a soy or rice, something. Um, he slept all night. It was wonderful. No, no upset stomach. Oh my God, it was great. But I go into the emotional part of why it's so hard to transition from breastfeeding because of what is going on emotionally and internally. Um, and I go over that in a little bit in Hot Moms. I'm not going to do that here. I just wanted to go over those professional mom blog so that maybe if you have a baby brand new and you're like, what is going on? I'm about to lose my mind. What do I do? Where's the schedule? That's what this is for. Medicine. This is going to probably create some static and I'm going to get some hate from some Karens. That's fine. Not anything, nothing new to me. Okay. I don't use a uh, fancy diaper dispenser. I just used a regular trash can and then medicine that I have on hand. I said, I'm kind of crunchy and natural when it comes to Western medicine. I love Western medicine. It has its place, but I did go to like, my kid went to a chiropractor right after he was born. I'm kind of that weirdo, right? Okay. This is some Virex drops from MicroWest and there's something called back tea. These two tinctures, okay. If you have a viral, a, a viral infection, you can't do antibiotics, right? Which we don't want to do antibiotics. Why would we want to destroy their gut? We don't want to do that. So I would personally for adults, you're supposed to do two drops every hour and it will, and it kills it off. Okay. Well, for my kids, <laughs> yeah, I did this when I thought he was getting a virus, like a cold or something, I would put this in his milk, just like one drop. If your country granola, this, I am not a doctor. I'm not responsible for anything. Like you gonna have to ask your doctor. I am not responsible for anything health related. This is just what I did. So maybe if you go to a chiropractor, don't ask your medical doctor, you know, a lot of them are going to be like, uh, do not do that because they're medical doctors and they don't 
some of them are open-minded. Some are, and I love them. Ask a chiropractor if you're worried about it. But me personally, I did it. I also, it says I administered things that say do not give to infants. I give it to them in very small amounts. If they get snotty, I gave them something called an herbal expectorant. It's like the adult mucinex. So the active ingredient's guafenicin. I still use it and I love it. And I've got it on here, right here on my blog. Um, it's the children's expectorant. I would give that to them. Like I say, all of these say don't give to infants. But let's just say it said four, uh, six years old gets five ml. Well, if they're three years old, they get half of that. If they're, you know, one and a half, they get half of that. If they're under that, they get even less. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's kind of what I would do. Like I said, I'm not, this is not saying that's what you need to do. And, uh, and then you blaming me if something happens to your kid, like, don't, don't be like that. I'm just telling you what I did. I'm walking you through my blog. But if your kid gets older, you know, over a year, whatever, just totally doable. I've got some omegas here that I gave my kids, some vitamin C, liquid vitamin C, vitamin D, echinacea, and, and two, keeping them in their swing, the little auto automatic swing, that'll help a lot too. If they're upset or they're not sleeping well, um, that was a big time, just hack on my end getting close here. So Origel, what we did, which a lot of people don't like as well, the amber teething necklace. So, you know, I'm a crunchy granola weirdo. I, I like crystals and stones. I'm an intuitive. I'm an empath, whatever. I did the amber teething necklace. My son is also sensitive. So he loved it. I could really tell just him wearing the little amber necklace. They don't chew on it. It's the amber in, in there. It's supposed to help with, you can just go Google it. But he wore that. Um, I did not give him the Highland tablets for teething. I did the Origel tablets, I think. And then, of course, you can always do Motrin or Tylenol because would you want to be hurting? Like, I just You just don't want your kids to hurt. But, you know, it is your child. You do whatever you choose and you see fit because you're their mommy. You know best. But so that's what I did for teething. I just gave Motrin, obviously gave them little stuff for their teeth. I didn't do the peas. I didn't do the rags. I didn't do any of that stuff. It was just that's too messy. I wanted to give them some medicine, be done with it, and let's move on. And the amber necklace. Okay, butt rash. If you have any breast milk, here's what I did. When he was teething, they will, it changes their GI tract, okay? They could get diarrhea, and it will burn them. It burns their butt, literally. That's what the butt creams are for. Unless, I mean, if you don't change your baby, obviously. But when they teeth, they can sometimes get this crazy, like, loose stool, but it burns their skin. So what I did, and it says here, it says, I know some girls that took their babies to the doc. I don't want to go to the doctor. Okay. Well, just no. Um, I took them, you know, well visit, not, they didn't really do well visits. They just, I made sure they were okay and they could hear and they were like, you know, good, healthy. But when it comes to just running to the doctor, every little time something goes wrong, I'm not about that. It says, I got some breast milk out of the fridge because I had frozen it where I pumped before. I put a little bit in a squirt bottle and I put it all over his butt. I, I just would blow it dry. And then I put coconut oil all over that. And within hours it was healed. So breast milk, breast milk and coconut oil. That's what I did too. We still had the, the butt creams and stuff like that for the babes. But if you ever see the chemical thing like that, and they're this red and it's chapped and it's tender to them, you could totally use some breast milk. Or if you know friends that have breast milk, I mean, you could totally use theirs. I mean, doesn't matter. This says, I never gave him cereal. I started at four months offering baby food like sweet potatoes. Um, he's a no dairy baby. He tried, he's tried yogurt and cheese and he just gets really snotty 
afterwards because it does clog your lymphatic system. I kept grain down as well, no rice that early. I didn't rush solid foods. Uh, when he was close to a year, he started doing very well with solids like ground turkey and real food mashed things. I gave him rice milk at night. You know, when everybody transitioned to milk, I would give him rice milk and make sure. I think I had this like protein powder at the time that was really low protein. It had a lot of vitamins and minerals um, that I would give him and dose it down, you know, and that's kind of would make up for the, that was supplement for the milk. Um, okay. He's almost 13. He's almost, he's a year old and it says, I still, I still feed him. It seems like only finger foods. Okay. But that's not, if you have a new baby, you can just go read this. The new baby to me was the hardest, just the, the infant stuff. So you need moms on call, follow the schedule, like get your husband on board, get your spouse, your partner on board, follow that schedule. And this is what a typical day looked like for me. 7.30 AM bottle. And it says right now I'm still weaning and I'm doing half unsweetened organic soy and half formula. That's when I was weaning him. 8.30, I gave him some egg whites, turkey bacon, and sometimes sauteed spinach and olive oil or butter. Either Ezekiel toast with butter, no sugar added jelly, or some oat brand oatmeal with some stevia and berries inside, or you can do honey. 11 a.m., a bottle and half, you know, half and half with the unsweetened soy, oat, whatever your baby can have. If they can't do dairy, you just do an alternative type of milk. And it says he barely touched the bottle. We all had Subway. I'm pregnant again. And I wanted it because I had a baby like back to back. You can go read it here. Get right here. I think that's it though. I wanted just to go over it in a live. I had some girls that wanted me just to walk through it, but I can't speak an highly enough about moms on call. They even will have, they have night nurses. If you are struggling, they will have some of their professionals come out and help you train your baby and train you as well. So look that up, look for somebody that's a moms on call, like certified moms on call gal, and they can come out night nurse and help you transition because you have to get sleep. If you're a professional mom, you have to get your sleep. That's all there is to it. Because if you go and go and go and think you can still maintain this high level of living, you're kidding yourself, right? Your hormones are going to crash. Your world's going to crash and you're going to think it's the baby when really you just didn't have your priorities in line and you didn't know what to do. So you have to take care of yourself first or there will be no happy baby. So mommy has to be happy first. Only you know what's going to make you happy. Don't listen to your husband. Don't listen to your mother-in-law. Don't listen to your friends that tell you you should do this or you should do that. Only you know what you want to do. What do you want to do? Listen to that intuition. Femininity and feminine and the mother and the goddess energy is one of the most powerful. You have that within you, especially right after the baby. If you struggle, that's normal too. Okay, it's bringing up a lot of stored emotional stuff. But if you're struggling, feel free to reach out. Me or my assistant will help you in the in the DMs or just go check out some more of my YouTube videos, my podcast or check out my free hour training that shows you exactly what happened to me because I didn't know all this and then how I got my life back and how I got the best body ever after two children, two C-sections, a miscarriage hysterectomy and, and all that. So I'll leave the link for you. Let me know if this helped and I will see you soon join my free group by the way hot moms on facebook all i gotta do is go get get stay up out my bed uh -huh. fall till i fall say what gloss until i finish i dig go yeah get get stay up out my bed i live in jail kill is taking me it's just in Thanks for listening to the Hot Moms Lifestyle Podcast with Casey Ship. Be sure to follow us at Casey Ship on Instagram or subscribe to Casey Ship on YouTube. Till next time.